Hey guys, welcome to Organic Poison Podcast. It's me, Shane. Uh, today's episode features Sire Hayes. He's got a new album coming out this week. It's called Elephant in the Room. You guys need to be sure to check it out. Of course, we talked about it several times throughout the show, among many other things. But, just want to remind you guys, in case you don't make it halfway, or in case you don't make it a quarter of the way, or in case you get three minutes in and you say, man, I do not want to hear this. I do want you guys to be sure to check out his, uh project he's got coming out he put a lot into it and uh this is like one of the best conversations i've had all year so i'm glad you guys could tune in and uh, be a part of it if you'd be interested in supporting this podcast financially you can do so by uh using paypal and that's paypal.com slash shane is o that's s-h-a-n-e-i-s-o or cash app organic poison uh poison has one o so that's p-o-i-s-n yeah that's that uh, and if you don't have any interest in donating any money or contributing financially, you could share this. You could tell your friends. You could text it to them. You could post it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, like it. Subscribe to the podcast once it comes out on the DSPs. And uh, shout out to Deviant Behavior Radio. Um, and thank you to everyone who has supported this podcast uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and and my music, of course, those of you who have come here through uh, listening to my tunes or my antics on social media, whatever it may be, um, I'm glad I was able to have this sit down with Sire Hayes. Like I said, he's a kick-ass dude, and I can't wait for you guys to get to know him as well. So uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, let's fucking go. Tight stinging out the light, nigga. That's the key to greatness. Whoa. Niggas pocket watching in my pocket socket. I see it, they jealous. Yeah. Don't get high, but I'm too fly in the air like propellers. Yeah, uh, see they nigga like like feathers. Uh, Y'all say I'm good, but I'm better. Yeah. Nigga, keep the ups and that's clever. Yeah. Nigga, please stay out your feelings. You rappers inspire me. Uh, uh, I should retire D. Uh, Kick it like Socrates. Niggas telling like Socrates. I'm rocking an iron sleeve. I'm tired of the gossiping. When you hear that snare popping, that's the sound when the chopper scream. Reaching up like I'm Yao Ming. I'm lawyer to my team. Sire Hayes, nigga, don't you call me no sorry. Shout out my dog Sire. And using we popping. Doing this, I ain't stopping. Every day, bitch, I'm mobbing, yeah. I grew up there, bitch, I wanted more. I'ma spread my wings. I know I got over to get it by any means. Facing my demons like a saint off a strange thing. Uh, what's going on, guys? It's me, uh, your host, Shane Smith, of the Organic Poison Podcast, Sickest in the South. I never say it the same every time. I always mess it up. But uh, without further ado, finally, I've got Sire Hayes in the building with me today, the building being my house. Uh, and, yeah, we're here to do a show. Oh, what's good, bro? What's good? Dude, it's uh, it's nice to finally meet you, man. Same, same. Uh, I really, really... Uh, enjoy your music, but I swear uh, I've heard awesome things about. Well, actually, I've now finally heard some music off of your. Uh, oh yeah. Off of your upcoming project, yes. Which, not to say that I should have been privy to it before, but I wanted to hear it because <laughs> you know I think I was searching for some of your stuff, and I guess I only went to YouTube. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it was something that was kind of older. But that stuff was fire too. So yeah, I ended up using that for uh, a couple of things prior. But uh, yeah, man. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, so, so you came out. You came out here to uh, to do this this podcast with me, which is pretty awesome, and I'm excited about that. Yep. Uh, and we got to talking. You know, something that's pretty interesting is I had you. It's interesting to me was I had you on the the show that we had booked that ended up getting postponed. Right, right, right. Uh, and something that I did want to do, which I had had er- eradicate 
there was a guy on there, Eradicate and Parker. I had both had I had had both of them on the podcast prior to them to the event. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool because it's like, well, you know what? This is a uh, should be motivation for me to try to facilitate this because I had talked to Matt. Matt, I, I guess would, is he your manager? Or yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I had talked to Matt uh, anyway prior. I was like, look, I want to try to get Sire before the show even happened. I was like, I want to try to get. Uh, Sire on the show, mm. and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, we'll make it happen." And I thought I was like, "Well, maybe, maybe you know that he just doesn't want to do it over Zoom or something like that." And I didn't realize. Here come find out, especially after the show got postponed. You posted in there an elephant in the room, and you put a date. And I was like, "Oh shit, does he have like a song coming out?" And I realized, no, it's a project. Yeah. So I was like, "This is pretty awesome," which it was a bummer about the show getting pushed because right. you could have you know right. used some of that to yeah. promote. And, uh, but, you know, here we are. Hopefully, uh, this can give you a percentage <laughs> of from what, uh, for now. <laughs> this can hold you over from my part of the bargain, man, for sure. But either way, I wanted you on the show. I appreciate it, bro. I'm uh, glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, so, dude, just some simple questions first. What did, you, what got you to start writing music and rapping? Oh, man. Honestly, bro, I grew up in a musical family. Yeah. Like, my dad did music, my mom I've been in the studio, like I said, I told you earlier, I've been in the studios with them on several occasions, individually, with either my dad or my mom. My dad was in the gospel group, and my mom was in the choir. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's where it really started from, going to the studio with them, and eventually finding some old lyrics that my dad's brother, he used to write, you know what I'm saying, try to do the rap thing back in the day, back in the 80s. Yeah. But I found some of his old lyrics in my room, and I started rapping them lyrics, like I wrote it. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And eventually my cousin told me, like, you should write your own lyrics. And I was only 12 years old at the time. And from 13 to 14, I was writing. And I did my first song at 14, 15 years old. And it, was, it went from there. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I played in bands before I started rapping, which was, I played in bands, which was kind of the way that I got to be able to like record music because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't one of the guys that like would rap and shit in the street and like try to make up like rapping battle rapping each other or nothing like that or rap freestyle and yeah. stuff like that I didn't do that I listened to music and I listened Lil Wayne was the reason why I was like I'm gonna be this is how I'm gonna you know pull it off you know I'm gonna just be like Lil Wayne that's exactly what but I played in Christian bands so I couldn't talk about the same content right which I think helped me later on just because not talking about a bunch of shit that I don't know nothing about <laughs> you know like cause being I was 15 as well was yeah. when I kind of first started trying to record music but yeah so it's pretty interesting you said that you know both of your family members are your both of your parents were like into you know yeah. music and yeah. stuff too so yeah, that- Studio right next door to our house, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when I wake up in the morning, it was days I go straight to the studio, whether to play the drums or listen to an artist that was in there recording at the time. Just right. to soak up the energy. That's all I was doing at the time. I really didn't know. Yeah. I was just being a sponge, you know? Yeah. Every day I was at the studio just soaking up the energy. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's all, it was all, it's almost within your nature. Yeah. Already. And that's what's good. I mean, that's a huge plus. Especially for someone that wants to make music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to make music, you know, if you want to go be an accountant or something, it's probably, yeah. you know, maybe it could help mold your musical taste growing up, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but something, something, uh, there is something of value to have grown up at least within the vicinity of a studio. Mm-hmm. Music people, being around people and music in general, but you said you play drums? Yep, yep, yep. That's awesome. I play them at the church. Uh, my uncle had him next door at the studio, so I pretty much just taught myself. Yeah. I taught myself, like, at five years old, I played drums. That's crazy. Man. I never told anybody that. Yeah. Like, I was playing them, like, like somebody showed me, like, I was a pro, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even, t- I hadn't played drums a lot, like, no lie, I hadn't played drums in probably over 10 years. Oh, man. That's crazy. I mean, it's the same with the, my, we were talking before the uh, show started that, you know, about how, like, uh, playing soccer and rec league kind of stuff or whatever as a kid and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and then like when we were kids I think they might have a few older leagues now but when we were kids it was pretty much like 13 and then it's like it's over like you gotta go uh, above and beyond to find some kind of activity like that wait till high school to find you know like at my school we didn't have any other programs like like I I played baseball right so at that age, we didn't we didn't have like a junior varsity team for the baseball association. You know what I'm saying? Right. But at the same time, once I got in high school, that's when I 
chose to do that. But like you said, at 13 years old, 13, 14, yeah, it's nothing to do. It's enough. To, it's enough time for you to uh, lose interest. Yeah, you yeah. know, find interest in other things like being lazy. But luckily, around that time, I was. I found myself with music. Yeah, I found I found it. Well, I was that's where I was going to say was after soccer was over with, and I say soccer because I played soccer from as, old, as young as I could mm-hmm. until the oldest I could with rec league. Almost went to public school just to try to play soccer. Yeah, uh, but I my parents bought my brother a drum set. Uh, excuse me, my brother a bass set up and me a drum set. Yeah. So from there, like we started going to concerts and stuff like that. And it okay. was like that was kind of filled the void. Now I sucked at drums. I played <laughs> drums in a band, but like it was like you could say I played drums. You know what I'm saying? Like we could just say that I played drums but for the sake of but I was never really that good. Right. I mean if I got good at anything I would say I got uh, good enough at playing guitar. Okay. Yeah, you know? but uh but yeah, that was the thing. Like, I don't know if that was by design from them. Just considering, like, as I got older, they proved to be fairly inconsiderate. <laughs> no offense to my well, kind of offense to my parents. Long story. Yeah. But uh, um, uh, yeah. So, but I don't know if they did that on purpose. You know, with like, oh well, they can't you know go and do this stuff anymore. But we also showed interest in because, like I said, we were started going to shows, and it was like we wanted to start. I want to be in a band. You, yeah. know, you don't go to shows and just be like, wow, I never want to be those guys. Right. You know, I never <laughs> want to be the guy with getting all the attention, people raging out to me while I'm playing music. But uh, that, that's not, that was definitely not the case. We were like, we both want to play music. And right. that was kind of like uh, a thing for us. But yeah. So, but that's pretty cool that you, you learn drums at such an early age and kind of just, but the only way to learn it is the same thing with, I guess, anything else. Try it. it. Yeah, you gotta just try it and stick with it, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and you'll be great at it if yeah. you just continue to remain consistent. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing. You gotta be consistent with what you're doing. If you're not consistent with what you're doing, eventually, what you're doing gonna fall off, or you gonna fall off, so. Right, right. Either I, or. It, and there was a, I, I'm sure, I think that this quote is from something else. I don't think that this was an original quote. But there was a, a an unofficial or a non-approved documentary of Lil Wayne again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was called I think it was called like the Carter or Carter or something like that. The Carter documentary. The Carter documentary. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're talking about. We used to watch. We had it downloaded onto the computer. And yeah, I used to watch it, it in school. I used to be in the middle of the class watching it in, in health class or some shit like. Yeah. literally <laughs> watching the documentary. He said, he said people go people uh, people go gold every day. Tess. Yeah. <laughs> I was recording. Yeah. I, I was the bus. <laughs> and they're all losing. In their mind, like, oh my God. right? Right? He was right. Like, yeah, he's like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Which I think he only was being like that because they were on camera. He had to, but then again, maybe not. He probably. It's, I seen this. Uh, uh, that's my favorite rapper, bro. Like real yeah. time. He from the same neighborhood my dad from, but at the same time, I've been watching that dude all my life, bro. Like yeah. honestly, shout out to Wayne. Yeah. But at the same time, that dude really like focus on what he got going on. Yeah. You know. He like, is definitely a once the Carter Three blew up. Yeah, he didn't know it. Like he was on MTV Unplug when they told him that his song with Fat Joe went platinum or something like. Yeah, I'm like what? <laughs> cool. <laughs> what he said? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, but, it's funny. Like you can, and especially like if you go back and listen to the catalogs, like from like let's just say everything after the Carter Two. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen to the catalog, you can listen to what he's saying. And I guess this is just from people like us who have listened to him so much mm-hmm. over the course of time. You can listen to what he's saying. You like you can kind of tell like the era and time period in which he recorded that verse. Absolutely, <laughs> I've like, never had nobody say that, and I've been waiting. Like, yeah, honestly, bro. Because like if I I can hear Wayne verse and I can tell you when he recorded, yeah, or pretty much how old he was when he recorded. Right, and it's like it seems like <laughs> and even, but that's what I'm saying. Like he did so you're good. He, he did so much music between like within like a six year span, five six year span, which I guess he probably did before and after, mm-hmm. but. All eyes were on him during that period of time, pretty much, and it was one of those things where it's like it sounds like he went to a studio one week and recorded like these like eight features or something. It's like because he says some of the same stuff or like has the same setups for like bars or whatever. And like, I, I think he might have recorded all them features in a day. Yeah, you know, it's what I'm like a whole like year worth of features. Yeah, because they they get the songs. And their album comes out six months later or something like that. It's like, oh, I still got this Wayne feature in the tub. Right. You know, it's like, I, I'm not going to just not release it. Like, right, Which right, I'm right. sure there's some people who 
have so many Wayne features because yes, he rocked with so many different people. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, I don't really remember what... I, oh, the documentary, there was a part when they were in this, that studio in uh, Miami, and he says, uh, the repetition is the, the father, father of learning. learning. Yeah. And that is something that I always almost say, like, ironically, because I know a lot of people have not seen that, 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 documentary. that documentary. It should, though. It's like, in the way he says it, and just the way that he carries himself. Because he said it more than once. Yeah. He yeah. said it... He, you, you had to feel it. Mm-hmm. Not, not hear it, but you had to feel it. You know what I'm saying? If you're not... You know what I'm saying? Consistent, like I said earlier, you ain't consistent with what you're doing. Eventually, you're going to fall off of what you're trying to do going to fall. You right. know, you're going to lose that crap, that, that talent or that energy that you once had. That, 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 that All that that you put into it once before, it's going to eventually fade away because you're not finding yourself hungry as you were once before. Right. You're not waking up writing. You're not waking up listening to a beat. You're not waking up reading something you know what I mean right. these are the things I do on a daily basis you know and that's that's only to help me you see what I'm saying sure. eventually you got to find out what can I do to grow you know right. what can I do to grow if I'm not in the studio every day I promise you I'm writing every day right you know what I mean and a lot of guys don't even look at it like that like Wayne said you know a lot of rappers want to go to the studio when they got a beat when yeah. they got a subject or they you know what I'm saying yeah, exactly. you should want to go rap any any given moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is what you want to do. This is what you want to do. So, shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, and that's, a, that's something that a lot of people uh, a lot of people don't see. You know, I think that it's also something that some people can get uh, sidetracked, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, it's not necessary. I'm not going to say that it's a, uh, this for as an excuse, but it's like life gets in the way with some people. Yeah. And it's like, but then you also have the types of people that are set up for me being nice to say life happens to some people. Mm-hmm. It's an out for some people, but a lot of people, they just want to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? They yeah. just, like, you just want to seem cool. Somebody get a song or whatever and they'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a rap. They'll Jake Paul that shit and not even follow up with another, <laughs> another fight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, it always drives me nuts when somebody will put a song out and they'll be like, now, and mind you, I ain't shit. I'm just a guy. I've made music for a long time. I have a podcast, whatever. I ain't shit. But it is something when somebody puts a song out and they're like, I'm the hottest, you know, or like acting like, not like leaning into it like a Takashi Six Nine or somebody right. who just says all the guys are like I'm king of New York. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like I understand that kind of stuff because you're kind of like that's your image. But like people on a local level, they put out a couple of songs like my shit don't stand. It's like, bro, and I humble. Yeah, it's like dude, humble, humble. Like there's very few people that I would say have a past to where it's like, hey, you really ain't got to be humble. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's very few people on that list, and I promise you, they're not. Anywhere near on a local level, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but I just think to myself, I'm like, there's people who have been making music for like forever, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and you just expect for them to be like, oh, by all means, you know, some people don't want to go. People who make music and they're serious about it, you know, people like artists like you, like, when I was younger, I was way more headstrong about music and like, oh, everything was music, 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 but I've gotten older and I have other interests. I still make music and right. I still like doing it, but I'm saying, as far as that is just a part of my bigger mm-hmm. thing right now right, right, with right. what I got with music but it's just one of those things like you that's a good way to piss people off yeah. you know what I'm saying especially and make people not want to work with you you know what I'm saying people don't want to support you and yeah. then people who act like that they're like why doesn't anyone want to support me it's like because we live in an era where you pretty much like have to be cool with everybody mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying which is Ultimately, there's nothing wrong with that, especially or at be face value. Yeah, it exactly. It's like it's not like people aren't messing with you because you like stand for something. It's like people don't mess with you because you're just a jerk, right. or like because I say a jerk, or just because you act like a prude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And that uh, I'm not speaking about anybody specific. I'm just saying that there are people. There are people like that. Yeah. I feel you. That's just general, but there are people like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've met them. Mm-hmm. Let them be who they are. Yeah. Because I can only do what I do is stay in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't let what somebody else is doing yeah. alter what I got going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I just, uh, it, it, I don't know. I feel like people. some people sign themselves up. And what's funny is like the people who will end up putting on for them or giving them a chance or something like that is another artist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It is one of the artists that it's like, just like, I'm looking past you being a chode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, just helping out. But, uh, 
I digress. That, anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, this album's coming out. Is mm-hmm. Elephant in the Room? The Elephant in the Room. Yeah, August twenty seventh, Friday. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That was a, like a, a media train moment right there. You said <laughs> you had the date ready and everything. Yeah, I can't wait, bro. I which, can't wait. Which I guess it is your album, and you probably have been counting down the days. Yes, that. yes, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so, what inspired the name? Oh man, it's a lot, really. <clears throat> it's a lot. Uh, recently, well, I can say recently, but last year. Uh, I lost my grandmother yeah. like the week of my birthday, and then like that's what was, that was in February. Sure. And in March, I ended up losing my dad. Yeah. And man, I ain't gonna lie, man, that shit had me to a point of destruction, really. Yeah. But I was always writing, and I had projects in my head, titles in my head, what I wanted to do with whatever my next project would have been if I would have, you know, worked on another project. At sure. that time, I never would have. I wasn't thinking about it at the time. Right. But, I don't know, my grandmother's favorite animal is a is an elephant. Yeah. And, uh, sure enough, an elephant stands out in the jungle. It's the tallest, one of the tallest, it's the heaviest, sure. you know what I'm saying? People hear it coming. That's yeah, sure. you're going to know it's coming. But, uh, one thing about it, me being where I'm from, and this not to talk about any artist back at home or local artist, period, I try not to ride that wave that a lot of those guys are on sure. and that's not I'm not being disrespectful because I like that wave and that wave is really working right. but me being me I can only be me as an artist I can't be what I can't do what everybody else doing right. you see what I'm saying and that would the elephant in the room that made me stand out you know what I'm saying so I feel like a giant you know almost not just being big headed just sure. but I just feel like okay I'm the elephant in the room. As I step in the room, y'all know what the deal is. You know what I'm saying? Have right. your A-game. When you get on the song with me, have your A-game together. Have your 16 ready, you yeah. know? Because yeah. I'm not going to play with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to play around on no, no, but the same, I just try to keep it. It's the biggest, like, not, well, you was not going, you know hey, what you were saying earlier? Confidence, not arrogance. Yeah. There's a big yeah, difference. It, it might, yeah, it might that's be, exactly it what might I'm be a fine line, but there is definitely a difference. I'm highly that. confident about what I do. Right. I'm not arrogant about it at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's like, the, that's why I really just can't wait for everybody to hear this side of me. Because not only that, it's been a minute, nobody heard this side of Sire Hayes. Right. Never. So, I can't wait. It shows growth. Yeah. And the people that's been listening to me since, you know, 2008, 2009 or whatever, they go hit the growth. And I just yeah. really can't wait, bro. I yeah. Can't wait. I, like I said, I, uh, Matt, he, he, he sent me uh, some, uh, I think he sent, he sent me five songs, I believe, okay. now from that are supposed to be on the album. Shout out Matt. Yeah. Shout out to Matt, for real. Real talk. Major <laughs> on the beat. I was about to say, they've heard, probably, people have heard me talk about Matt on this podcast. One of these days, I imagine after I knock out like two or three more artists. Gotta get Matt on the show. Matt, he's gonna Gotta get Matt on the show. Yeah. We, probably, <laughs> we probably will talk about music for like ten minutes, and then the rest of it will probably be somewhere in space. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine yeah, with me yeah. and him. But uh, I know he's got, that man's got a uh, very condensed, not condensed, that's not the word I'm looking for. There's a lot, there's a lot in there. Like, he's got a lot going on in there. And then he focused. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's focused, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The grind is heavy. I don't know how, I don't know when he gets to sleep. Right. Like, because he, you know, he sends me messages at any given moment, bro. <laughs> like, that's not a, this is I met, bro. Right. And a day go by that I don't talk to him. If I don't, if I don't talk to bro in a certain amount of hours, yeah. I promise you I'm gonna hit him up like, What's up? Hey, what's going yeah. on? What you doing, bro? Yeah. You know, just to shoot the shit with him, man. That's my brother, bro. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a swell dude for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see where you go. I can't wait to see where he goes as well. Right. You know, he's, he's, he's definitely got the right mindset for it. And you know, something that's interesting about... He got the heart for it, too. Yeah, it's like, and something I was going to say, and this applies for artists and, you know, people doing like what Matt's doing. Mm-hmm. I think to myself, I'm like... It's so crazy when you see somebody, obviously, you know, you don't start out, like, people go to school for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's also people like, I mean, you use, for example, which obviously this is a, a brilliant mind, but, uh, like, Donald Glover, like, mm-hmm. Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. he is like, I mean, I know he writes shows, he like, was a teacher. And he's like, so snapped on, but I'm so glad you brought his name <laughs> up, but the dude really, go ahead. <laughs> 
He's he's a, he's a genius, but I'm just saying. So you have people like that. It's like who go to even people who go to school to make music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we'll come back to Donald Glover, mm-hmm. <laughs> but people who go to school to make music, it's like when they get like somewhere, it's like I wonder like what their process is like. It's like your first time, say, getting on stage. It's like whenever you pretty much get to your college, wherever it is you're going to make school to become to make this kind of music, like producer school, at Juilliard or Berkeley or something like that. Right, it's like, right. or like you move and go to college in Nashville to like uh, you know to be a music producer, and you go and you play gigs every other night and stuff like that. Like just like maybe the country circuit or rock circuit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like. What about, like, you have people who's like, man, we're doing, sh- people doing shows and being in music and stuff like that since you were, like, a child. And it's like, those people, who has to work more? Is it the people who go to school to do this stuff? Like, is that work harder than, like, being out in the field practicing and making music and going and doing shows and yeah, networking like that? You know what I'm saying? Right. I would, I would lean towards the, the, the stra- starving artist direction, of they course. Of the mug, school, right? Yeah, it's like, it didn't, I didn't, I didn't. It's like I paid for this, but I didn't pay for this. Like I didn't only pay for this in cash. Yeah. It's like I paid for this with like you know sweat, like, tears, yeah, blood, yeah, dirt on my shoes. Yeah. Like uh, I, I was out there busting it, making this shit happen. Mm-hmm. Spilt beer on me and everything. Not me. I'm talking about people who are taking oh, yeah. that route as sure. opposed to the you know I got sent to school. Now I also want to say I don't want to just assume that everybody there their parents drop some money in the account and pay for them to go to school because oh this is what I want to do this week right. you know what I'm saying like, I'm not saying everybody's that scenario some people they got a dream honed in they go to school and they, they got whatever they got through that mm-hmm. fine and dandy but I think there's a way I think I would I think a hill that I would die on is that there's a lot more merit in the person who had to grind and bust it out right you know? right and, they had to get out of the mud they had yeah. to you know like Nipsey guy rest his soul he said he went through every emotion with this. Yeah. Every emotion with it. Whether he want to quit. Well, you know, everything. Yeah. I felt that, bro. When he said that, I felt that in my bones. Like, yeah. Like, when people ask me how long I've been working on this album, shit, three years. Yeah. Since my, since my child was born, I've been working on this album. Right. And it's like, it's pretty weird when you have, especially if you're working on a project. Like, something I've noticed, it's like, sometimes people work, it's not just like, I went to the studio every day and couldn't write 12 songs it's like that's not what it is it's like a lot of times it's like people are like we've been working on this album for a long time it's like reason being is because we wanted this project to be concise and we want it to you know all you know work but it's like I'm not going to go and force something to go on a project that means a lot to me right. I'm not going to put something on here that would be like not it's like oh I like this verse but I don't really like this verse to, enough to go with the rest of this project. Right, It's right. like, I want to... It's almost like one of those scenarios... And I think that this is actually how Drake does his music. Which, you know, Drake's a whole conversation in himself. But it's like, he'll record a song, and then they'll go and they'll put a verse on there. They'll go and do every, do other stuff with other songs. And it's like, this song and this verse goes on the project. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they come back to this song, and it's like, they put another verse on there, or they put somebody else's verse there, and he'll rewrite a verse, or rechange something up and come back and do it over and over and over again to all these different songs. And then by the time it's done, they've got like 12 songs or 20 songs or whatever it is. And all of the stuff is like in their eyes perfect. Obviously, it's a lot more complicated than the way I'm explaining it. Yeah. I imagine, <laughs> but I'm, I also think to myself, some an artist of that stature, like him or love him, it's like you probably do have to put an, an exceptional amount of work into your prog- project. Yeah. Not to mention the budget that you probably have that you can spend. You can. The guy got Michael Jackson, like a whole verse from Michael like, Jackson on like his album. Real, bro. <laughs> like that was crazy. Yeah. To me. I mean, obviously, there's so much other stuff. It's like you have, he has, I think he got something from Stevie Wonder on one of his albums, mm-hmm. like, and there's no telling the sample clearances that he's gotten, which somebody who probably pays more attention to that stuff notices, but like, and I guess he had like a Lauren Hill sample for like one of his biggest, they're like, look, we'll give you almost all, or like half the publishing for this, because this is going to be like a... Ten times platinum song. Yeah. Thanks for the Lauren Hill sample. (laughs) You know, and it's like, it makes millions and millions of dollars just one song. Yeah. That's why I'm... I digress. That's crazy, though. It's crazy when you hear about how one song off of an album makes millions of dollars. It's like, I imagine the, the least popular song on a Drake album probably collects the revenue of at least a couple of million dollars. And that's crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also why they say that he pretty much gets a blank check when it comes to writing his albums. That's why he'll never be like not like bound to Universal because they more or less are like, we'll pay for it, whatever you want. Mm. And not to mention he gets to use what the catalog of anything that's Universal. Like, yeah. it's like they're like, yeah, we don't even have to pay for this. It's like if you're if you're like the lapdog of the most popular, like are the biggest conglomerate of like music uh, people, you know, whatever those rich people are that are way up there. I think there's a guy named Lucius Grange that like people always talk about, and he's like the president of Universal, like whatever the universe distribution, whatever it is. I don't know, but uh, and he has been quoted saying more or less, Drake gets a blank check. <laughs> you know, every time he wants to write an album, he gets a blank check. That's great. I just couldn't imagine being that big of an artist. I mean, I say that. <laughs> I say that. I mean, but uh, I used to tell myself, I was like, before I die, I'm going to be on stage. And, like, I'm, people are going to look at me like I'm Lil Wayne. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I know you said, like, he's your favorite artist or one of your favorite artists. He He was that for me, too. Like, still is. Yeah. Still is for me. Yeah. Yeah, Because dude, yet growing. But, uh, back to when you were saying, like, you know, as far as how long the process with coming with working on the album and what songs or what verses you want on that project and whatnot, like I I said to me, three years. Those three years, I faced some things in life I never would have thought I would have, you know, had my first child. Right. You know. And then not only that, I found out within two months of his life, he was born with retinal detachments, which would lead to him being blind for the rest of his life. Right. So I'm thinking, like, you know, I already was just scared, like, how am I going to raise a child? Right. Like, how am I going to raise a blind child? Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, we got on my side, but I did it with no problem. But losing my grandmother and my dad, you know, a lot of things I was writing, a lot of people was asking me, are you writing? Are you writing? Are you writing? I was like, yeah. But a lot of things I wasn't recording because... I feel like I was talking about the same thing. Right. On a lot of songs, I was talking about the same shit, and I had to fix that. Right. I had to change that, bro. And I really hated it. I went to a slump, when I just stopped writing. I could just literally gather all my thoughts. You know, because I was going through a whirlwind, you yeah. know, processing. And then in the week when my dad died, you know, me and her, me and my girlfriend had a wreck on the four-wheeler. She had to have emergency surgery. It was it was terrible. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was in the bottom of the abyss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, not to mention, I mean, there the, all the shared anxieties that we had last year. Yeah. You know, just in the time we live in right now, right. in general, you know, everything's right. always high octane, borderline. I don't even want to say chaos because it's not always chaos, but it feels like that. It feels like such a heavy weight on everyone. Not to, uh, I'm just saying, in addition to what you're. It's just overwhelming at some time, you know, but with perseverance, you can get through. Absolutely. Uh, adversity devours the weak. Yes, sir. You know, and uh, I try, I've always tried my best to not be, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, being being adaptable is a very uh, beneficial trait. Right. Being Improvise, a, adapt, and overcome. Those yeah. three words, I live and die by it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, that is, that is it really is unfortunate. That seems kind of like a string of, you know, unfortunate events. It's like, but I guess the good thing you know, there is merit to uh, you know, the situation with uh, the vision of your, your daughter. You said my son, your son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's. I, I imagine it's. It will always be a learning experience. Yeah. for you. You know, right, like, right, right. and it will continue to be. But in the same breath, it's like uh, it's your child. You know, you know, you you probably love that child more than anything yeah you know know, being a parent man when something goes on with your kids bro you feel like I can fix that you know what I'm saying I can can help with this I can help you with that I can fix this for you yeah but in this predicament I can't yeah you know I can't period so I had to literally wear that jacket that I can't fix this problem right you know what I'm saying and eventually I put it up I put some jeans on with that jacket yeah Put a hat on with it too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I had it. I got this. You know what I'm saying. And I love it honestly. Right. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's. I mean, it's inspiring to hear you say that for sure. I, uh, I, I, being a parent has been one of the strangest, be- most beautiful, weirdest right, things like ever for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> for me too, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I've been doing it long, but yeah. Yeah. It's like I, like I was saying. I when I was you know a younger person, I, I was a, a really. 
a hooligan, you know, like I, I'm not the wildest of the wild, but I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was outside. No, I'm just <laughs> you know, like, we, we were, uh, we were idiots, you know, like we just did all kinds of crazy, stupid shit, you right. know, and we had fun, you know, we, it was all in the, this for the sake of good fun, you know, but it's like, it's just wild to think like getting older and, you know, I'm, I'm 28 now, so, or I'll be 29 next month. And it's just, uh, you know, you, you, they're right when they say you're never ready to have a kid, mm-hmm. you know, like, and it's like, but you just don't realize, you know, <laughs> you don't realize how true that is for right. whatever extra scenario comes along with it. Right. But in the same breath, it's, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah, I swear, bro. If you I let swear. it be for sure, like you, it, and it will change you, makes you a better person. Yes, sir. And that's not a lie when they say that. You know? Right, Like right. If you let it, it'll make you a much better person, way more honest soul. <laughs> I'm thankful for that too. Like for real, my son, like really shook my world, bro. Yeah. There was a. I, I posted it. I posted a thing on Twitter. This was before, before Gideon, my my son, was born. Uh, and I said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to want to do music more or less once my son's born. Because I mean, I had all kinds of emotions going on. Plus, we were moving out here from Macomb. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those kind of things where I was like, it's a whole new chapter for me. Like, I don't know what I'm going to want to do. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar, there's a producer from Jackson called Flywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's alright dude. Uh, makes good music, produces for a lot of people. Um, but uh, he commented back, he's like, this is going to make you want to go ten times harder. He's like, this is going to make you want to go, you know, obviously I've shifted my, a little bit of my focus into other a broader spectrum of things, but... And it was so true. It's like when my son was born after the little honeymoon stage of just being like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with this thing. You know, it's like, I'm like, now I want to get out and grind. Yeah. Even if it's my day job, if it's this stuff, like I stay up and try to get my, my shit done at night, you right. know, because of my son. It's like, it's subconscious. It becomes like a subconscious thing that I'm trying to grind. I want to give you the best life possible. Right. You know, right. Right, that's what that's family, bro. That's my that's my reason. Yeah, that's my reason, my yeah. only reason. Family. It's like it's like you think you try to think about like all the different reasons why you would have done something in the past. It's like you know, obviously you're passionate about music, but it's like, but at some point, especially in younger years, like there's a little ego there. Uh, it's like uh, you know, or I want to make a, a bunch of money just because oh man, it'd be cool to go to an island and shoot a video and you know get whatever. I want to be on stage in front of. A, hundred million people or I want everybody to know who I am it's like now it's like no I just want to do literally the best and whatever I have to do to for one specific reason right. that's like, been that's always been me bro I've never been the type of person that's to believe in the hype you know yeah. the hype period in all categories when it comes to hype right like, you know it's always been I want to get rich so I can take care of my family yeah you know be my mom and dad a house you know all my all my sisters have a house somewhere to lay their head, you know. Right. Somewhere for me and my family to lay our head, you know. Absolutely. That's all I want, you know what I mean? And all the other shit, that shit gonna come. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? exactly. Like, people know who you are, the fan, all that shit. You that's know? A, that's, and that's, that's a good point, especially once, you know, I got older. Like, that's what I started to think, you know, as well. I guess it's like, you know, as you get older, you start to look at things differently, whether you have a kid or not. Right. But it's just one of those things, to me, it's like, well... Can't really be. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can be rich and not popular. I don't really care as much about being popular yeah. now, especially. But when I was younger, I wouldn't. I am not gonna lie. There was a, a little bit of ego there, especially when I played music. <laughs> but I mean, it's not really that hard to be like the coolest guy at the party for a little while. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or like the term "big fish, small pond." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And. It's like, now I kind of look at it as like, hey, I'm cool with being like a medium-sized fish. Just let me hang out in the ocean with y'all. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. I just want to kick it. And I'm look. saying hang out in the ocean with everyone else. Like, not other. I don't give a shit about being with big fish or nothing. I want to help make big fish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing with the whole podcast, really. It's like, I want to give people the opportunity. Hey, man, jump out the pond, bro. Like, I'll do whatever I can to help you get out the pond. Like, I'm helping, I want to help build, facilitate the ramp to get people out of the pond. Right, right, right. I don't know why fish would need a ramp. Shout out to you, bro. Shout out to you, bro, for that. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. It's a a thing, for sure. Now, okay, I want to ask you uh, something else. There is... You've done okay. How many pro, have you ever released any projects before? Yeah, I do. Uh, I released Pass Do on the mixtape uh, sites. Yeah, uh, it's called Pass Do. It's still up and running. 
yeah, I, I released that, what, four years ago? Three years ago? Four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's what's up. Uh, and then I, you had that, there's a song, I, Matt didn't send it to me, I ripped, I ripped this one off of YouTube. Okay. Uh, and it's got a music video, but I can't remember what the name of it is. There's a part in the there's a part in the middle uh, uh the part in the middle of the video where it kind of like stops and y'all like y'all have like a little scene. And me and my yeah, me and my cousin. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, in the car. yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But what, what was the name of that song? That's Rich. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, you, you you've got you've got some good music out there. But <laughs> Thank and you, bro. I, I, the evolution is a hundred percent there. Like I said, I've listened to. Uh, Matt sent me one. It was like a slower beat, but then there was some other ones, four that he just sent me recently. Mm-hmm. And man, I listened to I listened to him like three or four times last night. I downloaded them to my phone so I could listen to them all together. Yeah, I listened to him like three or four times last night, and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> I was like, so, how many songs are on this project? Uh, twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Okay, standard standard practice, I guess, for an album. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, like, do you uh, record and like produce anything yourself, or how does that work? I mean. I let the producer do his job, sure enough, but yeah, no, no, that's cool. I'm always throwing out ideas or something like that. Like, one of my other favorite artists, Guy Rich and Soul, Tupac. Yeah. I feel like I'd be Tupac in the booth. Like, I used to watch him in the studio, like on YouTube, go find any video of Tupac in the studio. Yeah. And he's literally, was he was literally hands-on with his, with his shit. Yeah. That's how I want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, double that or cut that, add this, let's... Right. You know that that see the the way that I pretty much record up until recently yeah and actually I'm back doing it again now but it was always like me and like one other person mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I didn't pay for studio time or nothing like that it was like the homie and the homie recording some music mm-hmm. uh, and it was always been that kind of scenario so for me when I went to the actual I paid to go you know get two hours at a studio this was uh, probably this was probably close to two years ago now. But um, it was when I first moved here. Mm. I went to Jackson and recorded with a guy named Shane Thompson. Cool dude, awesome. He makes music as well. But he has a studio up there called SAT something, mm. or something like that. Anyway, uh, and I paid to go record there. And the recordings came out great, but it was one of those, I think it just felt weird being like, he's like, all right, you know, kind of just cut trying to coach me through to get me done in my two hours. Yeah. Like, and I'm not mad at him. He had somebody there before me. He had someone there after me. Like, I get how that, like, right, but right. I didn't know how that worked until I was the only thing that. about going to the studio I hate because, man, honestly, bro, once I put them, put them earphones on, yeah, I don't want to take them off. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, I don't want to come out. Yeah. You know Especially what I mean? Especially if you I go to the with booth, a good setup. I done brought my girl with me on several occasions to the studio. And once, once I go in the booth, I lock the door behind me. Yeah. There's no coming in. There's going, no going out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, how I want it to be. I, yeah. yeah I, do y'all have like a, a financing system? Because I just want to go ahead and get like 10 more hours. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to have know? to pay you for it. Like if the, if the engineer happened to tell me like, oh, my session, my next session canceled. Yeah. That's the only thing I want to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we finna run your next session too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, <There> yeah. <laughs> Man. And it's like, that's what I was going to say. That was one good thing about going there, which I've been in a few other studios and recorded music just by happenstance with other people, but yeah. going and paying and doing it, having to do the hour thing, I it just... The thing about it is, too, like I was saying, was you get in there and it's like, if it's a decent studio, it's like, it sounds good in your ears. You feel like you're in the zone. Like, it's not uncomfortable. Because I feel great when I'm in one of those sound-isolated rooms right. and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, man, I'm just... And I sound good. I can hear pretty much how exactly it's going to sound on the record, but it will sound better. Way better, yeah, Versus, yeah. like, you know, being in the closet or, like, having, like, a... Uh, Tell me about it, You bro. know, like, or something <laughs> draped down, which, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there, bro. That <laughs> makes the grind though man that yeah. make you want it you get that song back and you hear that quality yeah and you say hey bro listen to my song and bro really don't want to listen to your song because that quality ain't worth a damn right you know what I'm saying right. and he don't really want to tell you that because that's your partner yeah until you happen to run into that partner that don't that's not gonna shoot the shit yeah and man I don't want to hear that man that quality ain't gonna yeah. get it it's you like it's it gotta sound decent you know so you gotta <laughs> people want to hear it and it's not gonna hurt for them to hear it you know right, what I mean right or they don't want to like it, and you know it, to be fair it's like you're up against when ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to take up space in people's brains mm-hmm. like there's only so much real estate in people's brains right so you want to take up some of that space <laughs> it's like so they can listen to you 
And it's harder being somebody that people don't think is cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever genre, subgenre, culture or subculture it may be, whatever you're trying to promote, even if it's a, an ideology, it's like you have to convince someone that it's cool first. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that someone, I'm not saying everybody, good music always lasts and always stands out, but right. I'm just saying when in today's day and age, there's so many people trying to put something out. Mm-hmm. It's like, so you want, in, and you're competing when people, it's, it's like the age of information, like 2.0, because people aren't just obsessed with music anymore. They're obsessed with all kinds of other things. Right. Like they take in so much types of entertainment and content because it's so easy to get. I'm saying all that to say that you would want to give somebody a better product. You yeah. know, it's like you'd want to be able to have something that maybe stands out a little more than the other four guys that tried to, sh- you know, tag 99 people in their new single right. online. Right. Not Nothing against those people. Get it however you can get it, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying you want it to be the best it can sound so it can stand out. Obviously, right. you want your, you know, you want to be spitting some good shit too. Right. But I'm just right. saying. Right. right. <laughs> Like working on past due the the, uh, the project that I did four years ago. My main goal was to challenge myself. I'm competing with myself because I want my next project. If my next project sounds like this project, it sounds worse. I lost it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I really want to be the judge of that before I give anybody the chance to be the judge. Right. You know what I mean? But. I really shocked the shit out of myself, really. Yeah. I hate to, I can't, I hate to say it like that, but I did. You I know? get where you're coming from. Though. Like, I really shocked myself. Like, I hear my music now. Man, my chest, wanna, my heart want to jump out my chest. Yeah. Or I'd be in my car just driving. Sometimes I find myself doing 120 miles per hour just listening to my songs. And I'm in the car raging yeah. and rapping my verses. Yeah. And I, I'm like, wow, <laughs> bro. Like, you know what I mean? It's the like, energy that I'm getting, bro, is crazy, bro. And it's funny when you go, sometimes you go back and listen to something that you recorded a few months ago or something yeah. like that. And you're like, damn, like, I didn't even get it. I didn't even get how hard this went when I wrote it. Oh, I didn't even know where I was at mentally when I wrote that. I probably was thinking this way when I wrote it, but the way it sounds, sounds something totally different. Yeah, it's like, it's weird how hindsight, especially when it's, to me, it's like a step above, like, going back and listening to, like, a song you used to listen to all the time. Right. Like, this happened to me with the Drought 3. Yeah, okay. It's like, you go back and we used to listen to it all day, every day. Classic. Go back and listen to some of those songs. I was like, damn, I didn't even realize, like, I didn't realize, and this is every rapper for sure, because especially the ones that bring up like uh, topical and like uh, of the times, like things in their lyrics or whatever, mm-hmm. or like they talk. Some, this might say something about Anne Frank or something like that. Right, you right. know, it's like I'm say Anne Frank just as an example. It's mm-hmm. like I might not have known who Anne Frank was 15 years ago. I did, but I'm just saying I might not have. But now it's like something might have came up with Anne Frank that's really popular. Or whatever. I was like, oh my god, they're talking about. Anne. Black Republican on there. They right. talk. He, they were talking about Obama before Obama even ran for president. See, and, you know what I'm and it's like, I didn't know who Obama was before he ran for president. Neither did I. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. Like, but they were from up north. I, was, I think it was him Jewel, and Joel Santana. Yeah, Joel did Santana. Say. And he was in. He was a big wig in Chicago. So it's like one of those things where it's like obviously politics up north are a lot different than they are down here. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, that happened. So and and that was one of those moments. It's a step above when it happens. It's like your lyrics, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like wow. I didn't even realize. Like, or it's like you just like I, I was I was so able to put what I was feeling, whether it be good, bad, happy, sad, funny, you know, negative, whatever. Maybe I was able to put that in that song, and I didn't even realize like how well I expressed what I was like trying to, or even just a bar, like a, a ser- series of bars, like. Damn, I really pulled that from here to here and put this together, and it's like that's the power of music, though, bro. Like honestly speaking, I had people tell me, older people tell me, like listening to my songs six, seven years ago, like you don't know what you're saying. Yeah, you don't know what you're saying just yet. And that right there is when I'm like literally living today. Yeah, and that was that long ago. And I'm like, there's a lot of power behind music. It's just how you use it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And people, artists, got to realize that too. You right. see what I'm saying? Cause you can really affect some. You can affect your life with somebody else's, just with what you. you right, know. that's true, and you just, you never even realize it. Right, it's like it's one of those kind of things. You you always gotta re- like, especially when you're staying with the way of social media is. You, there's people who admire you. You don't even realize it that they are right. checking out all your stuff. They're not as vocal as you. They're not. They're not uh, as you know 
hip to are interested in just sharing all your stuff or yeah, anything yeah. like that, but they still check out all your that we, we, we take it for granted a lot of times that we expect people to share our stuff and like our stuff or, you know, make the visible things mm-hmm. that that as creators and as con- makers of content of all kinds it's like we need that. That's almost more than that's like currency. Right. It's like we need you to share that. Right. Like, that's in order for us to take up space mm-hmm. when people's brains like they, you want people to see your just the way it works with social media and the way we promote stuff now. It's like, but we, it's hard to sometimes to focus on those people that actually are just consumers of what you have to offer. Right. And I say it's hard because it's like, you can't, I don't know that you, if I don't know you there, or it's like, if you're not active or whatever, it's like, obviously you almost always want to cater to the people who are sharing your shit. But it's like, it's finding that balance between rewarding somehow rewarding those people that share and post and whatever Mm -hmm. and contribute in some way. I digress. That's a whole other conversation, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying, hundred percent. Like trust me. Yeah, and it's like you, but you know, you you. Oh, that's you don't know who you inspire. It's like right. You, you don't know who it is that might have felt so like who can relate to you. Who relates to you that you don't necessarily even realize that. And you know. I found that out like, <clears throat> like after I lost my grandpa. I mean, my, my my grandmother and my dad. Yeah. And I just I don't how just. Stay headstrong. Yeah. I had people tell me, you know, bro, you're an inspiration. You know, that's motivational. You know, yeah. how you hold your head up in the midst of what you're going through. And I had to realize that it's not only, it probably be that one person to tell me that. It might be, you know, 10 more people feel the same way that I don't know or don't, I, I don't see on a daily basis that don't share my stuff on social media or that's not as vocal. Right. You know what I mean? So I had to realize, look at the man in the mirror. And check me, right? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. It's awesome, though. You know, as long as like as long as you're doing your thing. I mean, and also, it's not like you're. I mean, I like I like crazy music, but it's like your music doesn't to me. It doesn't speak the volumes. You're not preaching violence and no, all those other stuff. I mean, not my style, bro. I, I, like I said, I mean, it's I rock with everything. I listen to everything, yeah, but in too. the same breath, sometimes I think. That maybe people like little dirt could dial it back a little bit. It's like you know what I'm saying. It's like, hey, bro, all your people are getting killed around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, because now, mind you, I say chill out. I only think it would be in his best interest. I don't. I don't speak your truth and you know to paint your picture. But I also think to myself, it's like I don't know that vi- more violence is what needs to happen. And sometimes, especially people like him who have such a you know, he reaches so many people. I don't have a personal thing against Little Dirk. He's just a prime example of what, you know, currently there's a lot of chaos going around, not specifically in his life, but yeah. there is a, a lot of chaos going on in his life, and he's not the one that's having to deal with it. But before I end up getting you out of here, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Also, before I get you out of here, I do want to thank you again for oh, coming bro, to do bro. this. I thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, and, real talk. and of course, and this goes to any of almost any artist I've had on here. If ever you want to come back, if ever you want to get back on the show, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Because this has been a great conversation. <laughs> but I want to have, I want to ask you a question before you get out of here. Okay. Uh, if right now, like today, somehow, a million dollars landed in your lap. I don't have a million dollars. Don't be too excited. <laughs> uh, if, if a million dollars landed in your lap, Today. Now, you can't donate it to charity. Mm. That's just a part of the mythical million-dollar plan. Because then it would kind of ruin it if you were the pers- kind of person who, oh, I'll just give it all to charity. It's like, okay, that totally ruins the segment. But <laughs> let's just say you get a million dollars in your lap. What do you think you would do with it? First thing first, because honestly speaking, my mama will get a house built. Yeah. I'm going to move my mama from where she at and build her house. That's going to be the first thing done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Her own land, her own house. And after that, you know, me and my family, my my wife, my my kids, you know, we right, right. But I just want to get my mama somewhere yeah. situated. Yeah, I definitely don't think that you would have trouble. You'd probably have a good bit left over after doing that. Yeah, but you know, first off, I did because she, I, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for her. Right. You see what I'm saying? If it wasn't for my mama bringing me in this world and raising me to be the man I am today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, I had we had my dad's help also, but sure. He's not here, but you right. know I want to do what he wanted to do for her. 
Yeah. And let's put her somewhere here. She'd be comfortable, bro. And that's like really my motivation. Right. Well, I mean, you seem to have a pretty pretty good head on your shoulders, and I say that from uh, as a, a friend and a peer, uh, not as a looking down kind of thing. Because you know, it sounds like some of the old people say you got a good head on your shoulders you know, or something like that. <laughs> I'm not saying, saying it like bro. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it like that. But it's like you seem like you like uh, you have the right idea about yeah. things, you know. And, and you know, we haven't talked too much about your personal life, but the fact that you the things you have told me, you seem to be handling them. Like a uh, responsible person. I mean, obviously, the goal would always to be to focus, keep keep your mental health and stuff in check. You know, I, that goes for everyone. Right. But I'm just saying, like, like as things and adversity does come your way, it's like being able to focus on that is the best the best way to be the best man you can be mm-hmm. for yourself and for the people you love and care about. Right. Which you're obviously know that already. But I was just gonna say. Getting that for your mom, it's almost like uh, you would be able to just. It's like that was the whole point in this anyway. Yeah, you know, know all of this anyway was to she put on for y'all. She ain't have to yeah. work no more. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that's, that's like it. The, you know you what get saying? the you get the million dollars, and it's like you could take literally half of that and get her and you guys. Uh, we got two houses built. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then if you, and paid for, right? So then you could look at almost like. Whether you wanted to, whether you want to start your own business outside of music, but you could like think about the amount of money you could invest into yourself to be totally squared away for. Just to go. You wouldn't have to sell your soul, but yeah, you could promote no. yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could push, you put market yourself, mm-hmm. invest that into yourself. You know, right? I mean, obviously, like kids are getting toys. You know, she can literally get whatever she wants <laughs> for a little while, but then you can have that that money to literally, in theory, invest in yourself to make more. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. Set yourself up for more. Exactly. Set yourself up for more to come. You know, but first off, first, I just want to make sure I get mom taken care of, you know. I tell her it all the time. I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to get you, oh, baby, just that though. I ain't trying to hit it. I want you happy. I want you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So that's my focus. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, what's the plan, man? What's the album's coming out? The album's coming out Friday, August 27th. Uh, I just really can't wait, bro. I really can't wait. Y'all got any, you got any, uh, well, I guess we've got COVID. COVID, if COVID ended next week. Oh, uh, tomorrow's Monday. I'm so, since I'm on the show, I might as well make this announcement. Tomorrow, uh, Die King official video will be releasing on YouTube. Uh, Yeah. Die King, the official video. I'm dropping it tomorrow. Yeah. So is that the is that the first song off of this project that you've released? Uh, no. Is it? The it's the first video. Okay. Well, for the song go. off the album that we released. Uh, so you know it, we'll just call that the lead single. The one. song not even <laughs> out yet. The song not out. I'm just giving y'all the video. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do something a little different this time. Good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, that's what's up. So and that's coming out Monday. Right tomorrow. Yeah. Like when Got you wake it. up in the morning. Is out. <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it's already uploaded. Awesome. Well, what I'll, what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll clip that part, mm-hmm. and we'll put that out online, because the, the show won't air till Tuesday. Okay. So I'll clip that and put it out to promote the podcast and to promote your video. All so right, great. That, I'll do, put that out tonight or in the morning, okay. for sure. Cool. But uh, yeah, man, so do you, are you big on social media at all? Do you want people to tell, yeah. tell them where they can find you Instagram. and find your music, too? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Sire Hayes, S-I-R-E. H-A-Y-E-Z. I repeat, at Sire Hayes. S-I-R-E-H-A-Y-E-Z. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get at me. Uh, Elephant in the Room dropping <coughs> August 27th. Apple Music, Spotify, title everywhere. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, shout out to Shane for having me, bro. Absolutely, dude. Anytime, seriously. I really appreciate it. And I will be, obviously, tagging him. So chances are, if you found this podcast, you might have actually found this podcast with a post that was tagged, that had Sire tagged in it. So, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, man. Well, next time you find your way out towards uh, Purpose, you, oh, yeah, um, you, call, you, know, you know who to holler at, man. Yes, Maybe next time I'll have uh, something cooked or something. <laughs> <laughs> we can actually, uh, you know, socialize in my house or yeah. in my yard with yeah. my, uh, my wife and my child. Well, uh, 
Emotions flowing around my head, sometimes don't know what I'm doing. Making a way through all this fake shit that's a lethal maneuver. I was crazy, they started changing. I'm like, how can they do it? I took two losses back to back, it got me feeling so ruined. Nah, they can't contain me. This how daddy raised me. I'll forever be your baby, won't let them play me. Nigga, we gon' swap it out before I let them take me. I know my day coming, but right now I'm waiting patient. This nightmare, I wish it was a dream. There's some shit that happened, some shit that I can't believe. My days became so cloudy, it was hard for me to see. Home don't feel the same no more, I decided to leave. Uh, spoke up for my daddy and they thought that shit was mean. They didn't understand, but there's some shit that they ain't see. These scars I got ain't heal at all, so every day I bleed. My heart ain't been the same at all, so every day I grieve. If life is a movie, somehow I feel like Creed. Don't understand my worth, but now I got things to achieve. I got another purpose, but a better purpose, yeah. I won't stop until they cry me as a king. Stand true to my dignity. They won't see the end of me. Keep me when I'm down. I will turn you to an amputee. Hang smiling a wild nigga. I ain't feeling giggly. This one for my enemies. I won't let you get to me. Emotions flowing around my head. Sometimes don't know what I'm doing. Making no way through all this fake shit. That's a lethal maneuver. I was crazy. They started changing. I'm like, how can they do it? I took two losses back to back. It got me feeling so ruined. Nah, they can't contain me. This how daddy raised me. I'll forever be your baby. Won't let them play me. Nigga, we gon' swap it out before I let them take me. I know my day coming, but right now I'm waiting patient. Retarded.